Hey, what's up, fam? It's Coach Josh. Hope y'all are doing exceptionally well. I'm excited about this video. It's a video that God deposited in my heart today, and I'm excited to share with y'all. And today I'm going to be talking about how you can effectively unplug from this world. Like I always say, whatever you plugged into becomes your source. And if that source fails, you fail with it. But if you're watching me for the very first time, my name is Joshua Ezzy, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life. After watching this video, you're like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Feel free to subscribe. I would love to have you a part of my community here online. I would love to be your coach. But for those who's been rocking with me for a mile long time, whether you've been uh, rocking with me for 13 years, three days ago, or however long, I want to say thank you so much for being a supporter of mine and rocking with me, commenting, sharing, supporting, giving all that good stuff. I want to say thank you. And as everyone is coming in, make sure you like, share, subscribe, get this out to as many people you feel will benefit from being de unattached, unplugged, from this world system. So if you're joining me live, make sure you comment. Let's engage. But for time's sake, let's get right into my first point. But before I do, let's elaborate on the scripture here. This is a scripture that has been in my spirit for a couple of days is actually the memory verse for my students. And as we've been going through this text, um, we've been having great dialogue about how one can really uh, um, engage in a world with love, but not love it. Right. But let's get to the scripture. Let's read it. And a lot of you all are probably familiar with it, but Let's break it down. The Bible says in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, it says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes and the pride of life are not is not from the father, but it's from the world. It's not, uh, uh, that is not but OK, it's not from the father, but it's from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Let's get to the next slide and let's get to some points. Um, I think I got my, my uh, give me one second. I think I got my notes out of order. Let me just make sure my notes are good. Yep. I think I got my notes out of order. Give me one second. Let me pull up my notes right here on my computer. And then we're going to really break down the first few points that I have. Um, but the first thing that I have here. I'm sorry I don't got it on the screen for you all. Give me one second as I get this going. Uh, let me see. Let me add this to my slide real quick. And then we'll be right back. So as everyone is watching live, make sure you get your pen, your paper ready. We're going to get into some good dialogue here. Give me one second. Let me get this going. These are some important notes here. Let me duplicate this. Uh, let's see. Post this. All right. All right, let's do this here. All right, let's get right back into it. Let me get my notes pulled back up. Share screen. Here we go. All right, the main thought for today's lesson is this. Whatever you are plugged into becomes your source. And if that source fails, you fail with it. I want you guys to process this because it's essential. Whatever you're plugged into becomes your source. And if that source fails, you fail with it. Now let's get to our problem. Many people are plugged into sources that are susceptible to storms that will inevitably fail them. They are plugged into temporary sources that are affecting their supply. The problem is this. 
Many people are plugged into sources that are susceptible to storms. When you look at the uh, power grid, if you look at um, the electrical grid or whatnot, the issue is, is that metaphorically, um, those things are limited. There's a difference between being supplied power and versus being supplied power solarly, right? The thing is, nothing under the sun can affect the sun rising and setting. And therefore, if you're connected to a higher source that guarantees light and supply, then no matter what happens up under the sun, S-U-N, your life is good. The same is with the sun, S-O-N. When the sun is your source, it doesn't matter what happens up under him. Nothing can affect your supply. Nothing can affect your glow. Nothing can affect your anointing. Nothing can affect your, your livelihood because you are plugged into something greater. But the issue is so many people are plugged into things that are susceptible to storms. They are plugged into things that can be easily cut off. Look at Texas. Uh, right now, due to everyone being connected to the power grid, there is some level of vulnerability. The vulnerability from other nations, other countries, or vulnerability just from natural causes. But we need to make sure that we're plugged into a source who is God, that no matter what happens in this world, we won't be affected. Let's bring it back up. So the problem again is this. Um, Many people are plugged into sources that are susceptible to storms. We gave the analogy about the power grid, but when you're plugged into the sun, S-O-N, it doesn't matter what happens outside of you. It doesn't affect what's flowing in you. Many people are plugged into sources that are susceptible to storms that would inevitably fail them. They are plugged into temporary sources that are affecting their supply. It's going to be hard to supply the right things if you're not sourced the right way. How can I supply what my wife needs? How can I supply what my future children would need? How would I be able to supply what you all need if I'm not plugged into God? Therefore, it is our responsibility to make sure that we audit the source that we're plugged into. Because when you're plugged into God, you can still provide love even to the unlovable. And you can still be joyful even in a disc in a season or situation that doesn't make you feel happy. You can still be long-suffering even with the most impatient of situations, right? And so with that plugged-in source, with the, the Holy Spirit flooding and working through us, we are able to continue to supply. But unfortunately, so many people are plugged into things that will fail them. And what I don't want to happen to you is that you get so caught up in this world that you lose your, uh, you become dysfunctional. You become unuseful. You're not, you don't, you don't, you're not useful anymore. You're not productive anymore because if the money gets slow, if the money gets funny and, and, and people begin to forsake you, then all of a sudden you stop operating. But those who are plugged into God, it does doesn't matter who leaves, who cleaves. It don't matter where any uh, a, a person goes or whatever happens. You are able to keep going. Let's keep going for time's sake. Let's get some definitions. The definition of, of unplug is this, to disconnect an electrical device by removing its plug from a socket, remove an obstacle or blockage from. So the definition of unplug is to disconnect an electrical device. What I like about this is don't look at electric, electrical device, look at an eternal device. We are eternal devices. We are not meant to be anchored in a temporary place. We were created to impact the temporary place for eternal glory. Right. So when you look at the definition of unplug, look at it as to disconnect an eternal device by removing its plug from a socket, 
The enemy wants you so plugged into the world's socket or the world's outlet. He wants your outlets to be his outlets. He wants you to be so engulfed with societal norms and, and the flow of culture that you become connected to it. God said, come from among them and be separate. God said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. Anybody who loves the world won't be snatched because they'll be too stuck. When God comes back, I want to be snatchable, not stuckable. I want to be to where when it's time to go, I'm going with, I'm snatchable because nothing in this world is holding me down. Do I love my wife? Yes. Do I love my family? Do I love my purpose? Yes. But none of those things I love more than God. God is not saying that you can't love the things in this world per se, but he does it. He's saying, do not love these things the world's way. All right. So when we love the things the world's way, then we go the world's way, which is the broad gate and the broad way, which leads to destruction. But so many people do not look at themselves as an eternal device. You are an eternal device. You're an eternal vessel. You were sent here to sail into this realm, to be able to provide uh, 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 resources and tools that will better those around you. But when you begin to become too familiar with this world and don't adopt a pilgrim mindset, then you will become so entangled that you will forget that you're a soldier. The Bible says no soldier entangles him or herself uh, of, uh, uh, with civilian pursuits or affairs for his or her joy is to please the one that enlisted them. We were not created to be entangled in this world. We were called to be separate from it, right? And so it is imperative that we look at ourselves as eternal devices that are unplugged from the world's socket so that we're now plugged into God so that we can be eternally supplied for an eternal assignment, right? Let's keep going. Uh, by removing its plug from a socket, right? Remove an obstacle or blockage from. Let's keep going. Let me know in the comments if y'all learning something. Next point. Now, what are what are you plugged into? Let's talk about the things that people are plugged into the most. Number one, people are plugged into people. Unfortunately, people are plugged into friendships, relationships. They are plugged into people. The issue is many people are more plugged into the idea of a person versus the actual individual. And so when you begin to plug in the fantasy of an individual, then when you actually meet the individual, you lose a, 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 um, um, supply because of a false expectation. But who are the people you plugged into that you're plugged into more than God, that whatever they say or do affects you? We were not meant to be completed by another person. We were meant to compliment. That's why I don't look at my wife as a, a better half. She's not my better half. She's an equal whole. An equal whole is a person that's an equal weight. That's why the Bible says do not be unequally yoked with non-believers or even any, anybody, period. So I, I don't look at my wife as a better half because she's not a better half. That means if she's my better half, that means she completes me. No, no, no. She was not created to complete me. She was created to compliment me and I was created to compliment her. Therefore, she's my equal whole. That God has made us whole and mature enough to go in, in the right direction um, um, holistically and, and fulfilling our purpose. So my wife is not meant to be my better half. And so what happens is because many of us haven't been completed by God, we look to get completed by others. And then we plug ourselves in the idea of them or we plug ourselves in relationship with them or we get ourselves uh, uh, identity from our friendship with them. So that no matter what happens to them, it affects our supply. Who are the people you are plugged into? Who are the people that are causing you to identify with the idea of them versus being the individual you need to complement the one that God has for you? What are another thing that people what is another thing that people are plugged into? People are plugged into paper, they plug into money.
Money is their source. The Bible says you can't serve God or money. God is the ultimate source of provision. Money is a, sub, a subsidiary form of provision. But most people are plugged into what money can get them. They're plugged into it. Money's their source. Their identity's in it. And, and what happens when money gets funny, it starts cracking jokes on you. Another thing that people are plugged into is, is power. They're plugged into their power. Therefore, uh, uh, they manipulate, <clears throat> Right. And so some people are just plugged into power. Their power gives them identity. Their power gives them value. And then when that power is taken away, they plummet because they no longer can provide any supply because their power is gone. Another thing that people are plugged into are perspectives. Some people are plugged into ideals. Uh, um, They're plugged into ways of thinking. They're plugged into philosophies and they identify themselves by them. And so they're plugged into it. And the moment that their perspective has been proven uh, um, to be false, all of a sudden they lose who they are. What are other things? What's the other thing that people are plugged into? They're plugged into phrases or words. So many people are still plugged into identified by find value in or lose value in and what people have said against them or towards them. You cannot allow yourself to be plugged into phrases that, that stifles you, that cause you to become stagnant just because your mom or dad or friend said whatever. What does God say about you? See, see, it doesn't matter what they say. It's about what God says. And so many people are so plugged into people's phrases that they that they move based upon their encouragement and they slow down or plummet based upon their rejection. Another thing that people are plugged into, they're plugged into their passions. They're plugged into their emotions. They're plugged into the way they feel. They plug into their feel. Look at our culture right now. You can go on Twitter right now and see that people are flooding in feelings. They're, they're, they're identified by their feelings. Their feelings is what makes them feel um, uh, uh, factual when actually they're losing sight of who they are. You cannot be plugged into your passions above God. Another thing that people are plugged into, they're plugged into products. If I don't have these products, if I don't have these accessories, if I don't have these things in my life, homes, cars, etc., then I'm nothing. They're plugged into what those things provide for them. But those things will, if you lose the car, you lose the house, you lose yourself. What are uh, People are also plugged into the payoff of a thing or the outcome of a thing. Some people are plugged into these selfish ambitions. They're plugged in their identity is in uh, who they will be five years from now, 10 years from now. Therefore, they're selfishly, ambitiously pursuing these different things. And then when they actually get to the end of that season, they realize that that thing they desired, that payoff, that outcome is not sustainable. It's not guaranteed. So you went through high school, went through college, went through all these different things, follow your own path. And then you're 28, 29, 30 years old and you lost yourself because you didn't receive the outcomes at the time frame that you thought. Last but not least, people are plugged into their pride. They're plugged into what who they are. They're plugged into their accomplishments, their accolades, and their value comes from that. People, paper, power, perspectives, phrases, passions, products, payoffs, and pride are, can all be affected by storms. What happens when a storm of, 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 of betrayal comes as a friend? What happens when the storm of bankruptcy come or the storm of 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 a, of a nationwide uh, 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 cash crackdown? Right. What happens when another person is more powerful than you? What happens when a storm of contradicted perspectives that rock your world hit you? What happens when someone that you love and that's your ultimate source of acceptance rejects you? What happens when that storm attacks you? 
What happens when your emotions are all over the place and it's proven unstable? What will happen? What happens when the storms of triggering triggers your emotions and passions and throws you off course? What happens when those products is no longer making you pretty? Those products are no longer making you feel satisfied. What happens when the storms of outcomes, the storms of life comes, the altars and monkey wrenches are thrown in the narrative that you was writing for yourself and the outcomes of your life has been deferred. That's why the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so many people are hoping for particular outcomes. And when those outcomes don't come, they become sick in the process. Or what happens when, when you realize a storm of plummeting comes in your life and your pride causes you to fall? What happens when those storms come that affects the people, the paper, the power, the perspectives, the phrases, the passions, the products, the payoffs, the pride? What happens? Now, the last point that I want to share with this in regards to this slide is there's a difference between tools and treasures. The Bible says where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. All these things were meant to be tools, not treasures. The God wants you to be eternally minded. He wants you to be anchored in him because he knows heaven cannot be affected by earth. And if heaven was affected by earth, then heaven would not be stable. Therefore, God wouldn't be stable. So God created a, a gulf in between to where those who are plugged into him will always be steady in an ever changing society and ever changing world. That's why God wants these things to be tools. People were meant to be tools. I don't mind being used if I'm used correctly. Paper, money is a tool. Power is a tool. Thinking, thought patterns and perspectives are tools. Phrases are tools. Your passions are tools. Products are tools. Outcomes are tools. Pride are tools. But they never were meant to be treasures. They were never meant to be where your heart is hidden. Let's keep going. So my question to you is, which one of these do you love more than God? Which one of these has your heart more than God? Let's keep going. Now, why is it important to unplug? Why is it important to unplug? Number one, W, so you don't waste time. It is important to unplug from the world. Now, what is the world? The world is the current system of living and believing carnally and uh, uh, with all the different words that go with carnal, right? So the world represents the system by which the fall of mankind and the deceptiveness of the demonic spirits, including the devil, has infiltrated and created a web of, of, of that uh, dictates the way people live, think, process, etc. God created the earth for us to enjoy, but he created us to come from among them. That's why I'm confused about a bunch of people <clears throat> that want to compromise their verses come from among. God says, come from among them and be ye separate. God is telling us to make a distinction. How can you make a difference in a world that you're not different from? Right. So in order for me to understand where I stand, I got to make sure that I see the world correctly. The world system is the world's carnal way of thinking, speaking, uh, uh, believing, etc. That's infiltrated through all types of marketing streams. That's infiltrated through every culture and subculture. That's 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 like a web that's suffocating us from being set apart and being different. That's why I don't understand why people think that God can use the devil's techniques and the devil's methods to reach people. God don't use the devil tools to reach fools. God don't need it. Only thing God needs is a changed life, not a life that's compromised. But why is it important to unplug so that you don't waste time? It is very important that you, you unplug so you don't waste time. Time is spelled L-I-F-E. Your time is your life. So it's important to unplug from society. It's, it's important from, to unplug from the world and the things in this world. That's why the word of God says, love not the world, neither things that are in the world. 
what God is saying, do not love this world system because it's temporary. He also says, don't even love the things in this world. It's nothing wrong with loving those things that I said before, but don't love those things the world's way. You got to love those things the right way and underneath God in their proper order. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. These three things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life is found in two places in the Bible. It is it's found when Eve was tempted by the devil. The Bible says that when she looked and saw that it was good for food, lust of the flesh, when she saw that it was good to the eye, lust of the eye, and when she began to realize that it was enough to make one wise, the pride of life, she took of the fruit and ate it and also gave it to her, uh, to Adam, who was with her. There's a tree in the midst of your life right now that's tempting you to eat from the world's ideals, the world's perspectives, the world's philosophies, and it's causing so many people to lose themselves. So what is the lust of the eye? What is the lust of the flesh? What is your flesh hungry for? That's why I tell you, whatever you feed leaves, you got to kill this flesh daily because the world advertises to the flesh while God advertises to the spirit man. That's why if he advertised, not advertised, but he, he hits the spirit man so that the soulish man can be renewed and so the body can be at ease and not in dis-ease so that it will be a vessel able to fulfill the vision that God has for the individual. The second time that the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life was evident in the Bible was when Jesus was in the wilderness. When Satan um, told Jesus to turn the stone into bread, lust of the flesh. Satan wanted Jesus to provide for himself, but Jesus said, I don't got to provide for myself for I am the self. I am the bread of life. <clears throat> I am the bread of life. You see what I'm saying? He also took Jesus on the top of a high pinnacle and he wanted him to get fall into the lust of the eye. He said, if you jump off this cliff, would not the father not send the angels to give charge over you and protect you? What the devil was trying to do was get Jesus to show his majesty broadly, not specifically, because if he would have jumped off the cliff and all this miraculous uh, 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 display of angelic support comes and rescues him. Then people will come to him because he knew that if Jesus came as a king like David and not like a king through the manger, then he can get people to follow him as a king. But he wouldn't. But nobody will follow him to the cross. All right. So if he would have gave this spectacle and have him the lust of the eye, the lust of the eye, meaning see the power that you can have, see that you can have uh, um uh, Pharaoh and Caesar to bow down to you because you've proven to be God. But he but that that type of. Um, um, temptation, that type of, 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 of powers too soon would keep one from going to the cross. He then began to say, you know what, let me take him to a higher place. He said, not only did I get him down here on the ground to turn stone, which is on the ground, turn stone into bread. That didn't work. Let's take him to another level. Let's take him to the pinnacle of the city and see if he can show the city that he is God. He said, if that didn't work, let me take him higher. The devil's going to always try to tempt you higher than your ability. But when you tap into the ability of the Holy Spirit, you will begin to at Every point, give the word of God. And then when he brought them to the heights and he began to show them the glories of Rome, the glories of America, the glories of all these different societies, even the even the societies that haven't been created yet, he began to show them, show him the glory. And Jesus did not fall for that because why would I uh, bow my knee to a devil when I am the king of kings? Right. So right now you got to ask yourself, am I prepared to communicate, not communicate, but to tell the devil where he needs to go and remind him of who he is 
and to continue to stay disconnected and unplugged from the world. Let's keep going. So why is it important to unplug so that you don't waste time? I got to unplug from the world. I got to unplug from the, the societal entertainment, societal norms that, that swallows people up and swallow their time, causing them to be un, uh, in, uh, unproductive, causing them to be ineffective, causing them to be lazy. God wants you to unplug so that you can you maximize your time for the glory of God. Why is it important to unplug H? So that your hope won't be deferred, causing sickness. God says, if you plug yourself into this world, if you continue to be plugged into it, the devil will continue to move the goalposts. The devil will continue to move it further and further away. And then when you get close to it, he'll move it back another 50 yards and you become sick in the process. The devil does not give stuff for free. He gives stuff with 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 robbing your freedom in mind. So why is it important to unplug from the world, to unplug from the world's thinking, the world's entertainment, the world's music, the world's this or that is because in to some degree it will cause hope to be deferred. If you selfishly ambitious and you pursue an ambition of the world, like I talked to some students today, I was telling them that at certain at a certain at a certain money marker, there's going to be a knock on your door for you to compromise because this world system doesn't want you to be as rich as you need to as uh, it won't let you go so far because they know that generational wealth supports the kingdom generationally, right? And so what I told them was, don't pursue the world's money, don't pursue a hundred mil, don't pursue a billion like that if you're not willing to compromise because when you get to a certain level financially or through fame. There will be a knock on your door because the devil is going to try to compromise you so that your cash won't flood through you to your generations down beyond you. Why is it important to unplug? To keep you heaven minded. Why is it important to unplug? To keep you heaven minded, to keep you caught up, stuck in, in, in heaven, keeping you focused on where you will live forever. Why is it important to unplug? To preserve who you are in Christ. It's important to unplug so you can be preserved and so that you can preserve. Those who are plugged into the world are guaranteed to be depressed, are guaranteed to be betrayed and affected by it. They're guaranteed to go through the deep, dark emotions of being plugged into something that cannot sustain. But those who are sustained by God are able to last in situations where other people won't be able to survive because they know that God will provide. So why is it important to unplug from the world so that you can be preserved and so that you can preserve others? So you don't listen to certain things. You don't watch certain things. You don't talk certain ways. You don't go certain places. You don't do this. You are different and distinct. That doesn't mean you don't enjoy the things in this in this life, but you enjoy them correctly so that you can be preserved. So that you, your joy can be preserved. So your hope can be preserved. So that when everybody else falls in caves, they'll be able to see that's where the light is. That's where the light is. These people, they're plugged into the solar panels. So while everybody is affected by the storm and everybody's power is out, they'll be able to see your light. Because you're plugged into a solar, you plugged into the sun, S-O-N, and you're plugged and your light is still shining even in the midst of darkness. Let's keep going. Now, how to unplug from the world, how to unplug from the world. And I got to go how to unplug from the world. You, you got to connect upward, how to unplug from the world, connect upward. I'm connecting with God. I'm connected with heaven. I'm on assignment. I'm on a mission in order for me to unplug from the world. I got to connect upward. I got to connect to God every day and stay connected. I got to make sure I don't get into certain sins that affects my fellowship. So you see, sin necessarily for the believer doesn't necessarily disconnect you from sonship, but it disconnects you from stewardship. 
It disconnects you from fellowship. Sonship is one thing. I'm sealed. I'm God's son, no matter what. But if I get caught up in sin, it affects fellowship. Therefore, God can no longer endorse or flood through me because it's tainted. What I mean by tainted, we talk about habitual sin. We talk about I know it's sin, but I'm doing it anyway continuously. And it's affecting me, causing me to turn. <clears throat> and it's affecting my stewardship and it's affecting my fellowship with God. Right. The Bible says, how can darkness have fellowship with light? Right. And so I got to make sure I stay connected upward, that my cord, my life is connected to him. And that I'm allowing him to lead and guide me into all truth and purifying me to be the person I need to be. <clears throat> so how to unplug from where I got to connect upward, not sideward, <laughs> not downward, not wayward, upward. I'm focused on heaven. I'm thinking on things that are above. I'm connecting to him. I'm disconnected from everything in this world. I'm limited in my access to this device, to this individual. I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm disconnected and I'm connected upward because I know that I got to make sure I'm connected to the assignment of where uh, I'm going to be forever. And that's heaven. And how to uh, unplug from the world. You got to know what to say no to and say no to it. You got to be able to see what are the things in the world. What are things, the easiest way to know what's of the world is what's pulling at your flesh or allowing the Holy Spirit to renew your mind so that when it does pull, it's not pulling your flesh, but it's a spirit connection like a magnet, right? You got to know what to say no to and say no to it. Because when you connect upward, it's easy to say no, because I'm connected to God and he's telling me what to say no to and I flow with what he says no to. P, how to unplug from the world, you got to embrace the pilgrim mindset. You got to embrace that you're a pilgrim passing through, that it's not your home. You got to embrace that you're a soldier. You got to embrace that you're not a civilian here. This is not my home. This is not your home. Unless you want it to be your home, then you won't be snatchable. You'll be stuckable. I, when God comes for me and comes for us, if, if that's what happens, I want to be snatchable. I'm ready to go. I'm not ready to leave, but I'm ready to go whenever he's ready to go. And what I mean by that, I still got purpose. But this world, the only thing that's causing me to be stuck here, not stuck here, but what's causing me to be connected here is my purpose and my family. Nothing in this world is happening. I don't care about houses, cars, clothes, people, nothing. I don't care. All I care about is fulfilling my purpose for God's glory. So I got to embrace the pilgrim's mindset that this is not my home. I gave the analogy to my students. I said, if my principal was to send me to Florida to do an assignment, it would be foolish of me to go there looking for a house. Instead of spending that time to do what she has required me to do, and I go down there looking for a house, I'm looking for a car, I'm looking for uh, uh, um, networking, I'm looking for all these different things, but I'm coming back on Monday. I'm only there for four days. And then when I come back and she judges my work, she I could be potentially fired because I didn't fulfill the assignment. But when I go down to Florida, will she not pay for my travel? Would not the school pay for my travel? Would not the school pay for my room and board? Would not the school cover my food? Would not the school cover what is needed to be done because I'm doing something on their behalf? Surely. God's the same way. God is not providing for your earthly aspirations. He's going to provide for eternal you see what I'm saying? From things that's going to benefit eternity. So you got to look at yourself in this world as I'm here to do a specific assignment and I may not have the best car here, but God's going to provide the vehicle for me. I may not have the mansions on multiple hills, but God's going to provide a roof for me to be able to enjoy and be content in. I may not have all these different things that I would love that everybody else in this world has, but I have what I need to do what I must. And we have that mindset. You'll be content with what you have. Right. Let's keep going. 
How to unplug from the world? You got to embrace the pilgrim mindset and L, you got to live simply. When, you're, when your life is cluttered, it's easy to be connected to the world. You got to live simply. Live a simple life. Uh, um, you don't have to have that many friends. You don't have to be on social media that long. Live a simple life. The more simple you become, the more sensitive you become to the spirit. You, how to unplug from the world, become useful to God. For, go pursue your purpose. Because when you have that uh, pilgrim mindset, now you become purposeful. You become useful. God, here am I, send me. What you need from me, Lord? What you need for me to do? Let's do it. Let's get it. We out. Soon as the soon as soon as the big man gets the rebound off the goal, gets to the point guard who's the Holy Spirit, I'm out in the wings. Hit me. I'm about to go. Let's go. Let's go score. I'm become useful. The best way to become useful is to be available. And, and even beyond availability, you have to be accessible. You can be available, like I say all the time. There's scissors that's right here in this desk right here. But there's also scissors uh down the hallway. Those scissors down the hallway are available. But these scissors in my drawer are accessible. I want to be accessible. The best way to be accessible is to be close. Availability doesn't always mean accessibility. You can be available but not be close. I want to be available and accessible. I want to be so close to God that God can pick me up and say, this will do. He will do. He will get it done. I trust him. How to unplug from the world? Gee, stay on guard. The Bible says, watch and pray lest you too fall into temptation. You got to stay on guard and the devil is going to come at a more opportune time. You got to stay on guard. Keep your head on the swivel. Don't be like the other guys in the Gideon's army that went to the water. And the issue is the number one thing the devil tempts us with is with refreshment. When Gideon, when God told Gideon to bring the men to the water, what God was trying to show Gideon was look at how people respond to refreshment. If people come to refreshment and they bow to it, and worshiping it, and they bow down to the money, they bow down to the power, they bow down to the people, they bow down to all these different things for refreshment, but don't keep the hell on the swivel. They're not fit for war. But if the person is still refreshing themselves, but they bring it to them, they don't go to it. They bring the refreshment to them and keep their head on the swivel. Those individuals are the soldiers you need to win the war with. And God did more. Gideon was able to accomplish more with the little than he did the lot. That's why God can care less about everybody. He's focused on the remnant and getting them consistent and disciplined to be able to effectively uh, fulfill things that may be difficult for many. So how do you respond to refreshment? That's why I told my students, you don't know what you would do if, if, if $250,000 was in your face right now. You wouldn't know what to do with a million because you've never seen that much money before. And most people, they, they can, it's easy to talk about what you would do when that thing is not in your face. But what happens when you have been in the wilderness season? What happens when you've been in singleness for a long time? What happens is if you don't have the right mindset in that singleness, the first guy that comes your way, you bow to it. The first woman that comes your way, you bow to it. You're in a relationship, you're infatuated, you get married, you have kids. And then one day when you come to your senses, you realize this person wasn't even meant for you. Happens all the time. You got to be disciplined mentally, spiritually, physically when you're in the wilderness so that when you do come to refreshment and a devil says, here's some stone, turn it to bread. Let me take it to a high place. Let me show you. Let me show you uh, all these different things. Right. You won't fall for it. And that's the issue. Most believers fall into temptation because they went through pruning wilderness seasons. They didn't allow their minds to be renewed. And then when refreshing comes, they bow to it, they fall to it, and they unfit for the kingdom of God. So how to unplug from the world? You got to connect upward. You 
And you got to know what to say no to and say no to it. P, you got to embrace the pilgrim mindset. L, you got to live simply. U, you got to become useful to God. And G, you got to stay on guard. I pray this message was a blessing to you. I pray you got a lot out of it. Uh, the love of this world produces nothing but casualties. It produces nothing but individuals that's going to be set up to, to be disappointed and depressed. And so I pray this was a blessing to you. Make sure you check out my website, IamUnplugged.com, for everything that I have to offer, books, card games, uh, uh, courses, resources, areas for you to give and support. My latest book, Counterfeit Counterparts, available in this book right here is good for discernment, helping people discern the will of God. If you're dealing with soul ties, you can get this book called The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Uproot Strongholds. If you're in a dating relationship and, and, and you want to make sure it's legit, and whether or not you should quit, this book right here is good for you. It's a book that helps you date yourself, date God, so that you can become dateable. Also, the purpose of singles for all those that are single out there or just individuals that are looking to be whole, that book's available as well. But go to my website, IamUnplugged.com, for all those resources and tools. Also, for those who want coaching from me, one-on-one -on -one or in group sessions, check out my For Doers Only um, Patreon, just go to patreon.com, type in Joshua Ezzy, E as an elephant, Z as a zebra, E as an elephant, and there you will be able to get access to Patreon and you will get some level of coaching from me. The higher you go financially, the more exclusive the coaching becomes, but either way, you're going to get coaching from me. So I hope y'all learned something. Hope y'all were blessed. Uh, let me see if there's any more comments at the, at the bottom. Sugar Mama says, Thank you, coach. Your book unplug is amazing. Thank you so much. My book unplug was the first book that I wrote. Uh, Daniela says, thank you. So welcome. Yes, sir. God lead, led me to this. I'm so glad, Terrell. Um, will you be doing custom coaching? My son needs you. I got you. Just let me know. Email me. Let me know your budget. Check my Patreon. See how that can affect you, uh, impact you, or help us to connect. Uh, and let's talk more. Email me there or email me on my website and we'll make it happen. I love y'all. Um, y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.